Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 507th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Florida to go all around the world of sports for one hour, to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is breaking news that Derek Carr is apparently going to sign with the New Orleans Saints, being reported by both Adam Schefter and Diana Russini from ESPN, and that's the beginning of the dominoes starting to fall. Uh, Derek Carr will now be in the NFC South. I'm based here in the Tampa area, which is also the NFC South for the Bucks. So suddenly, without Tom Brady uh, playing, it appears that uh, the NFC South just got a lot tougher. It's... Uh, as we all know from last year, a woeful division that Brady and the Bucks won, thereby hosting a playoff game. Didn't go too well <laughs> against the Cowboys. Uh, but um, now the Saints are suddenly squarely going to be in the picture if indeed they end up signing Derek Carr, uh, who, of course, has been with the Raiders his entire career until now. And uh, so the dominoes are really starting to fall. Uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, again, it's being reported on ESPN that that the Ravens may put the non-exclusive franchise tag on him, which I believe means another team could get him by giving up two first-round draft picks. I would think the line would be pretty long to get Lamar Jackson if indeed that happens and he's suddenly in play. Of course... uh, Back to the Derek Carr situation. Now, if he's going to sign with the Saints, that means he will not be signing with the Jets, which means it may open up the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes uh, after he decides and goes and tells the Packers what he intends to do after his darkness retreat. And, uh, and then we have Daniel Jones hanging out there. Uh, the reports are for you once $45 million. That's a lot of money. That's Patrick Mahomes money. And it, and then there's, uh, Saquon Barkley. They're both free agents, uh, and how the giants will use their franchise tag on one of them likely, uh, will be fascinating. So, yeah, so it's heating up here in the off season of the NFL. And, uh, 
they have their own hot st- stove league going these days. It's year-round. Uh, they had the combine. We'll be talking about that. Uh, next couple segments with AP Stedham. Uh, but now let me get to my low light of the week, which is the Celtics losing both games in the garden over the weekend. I've been based in Boston for decades, and uh, the Celtics are having a great year, uh, but they blew a 28-point lead against the Brooklyn Nets. I can't even believe I'm saying that on Friday night, and then uh, lost to the Knicks last night in a riveting double overtime game, uh, again, at the Garden. It was the Knicks' ninth straight win. They were led by Emmanuel Quickly, who poured in a uh, career-high 38 points, and he was just all over the place. I think he scored almost all their points in the second overtime. Um, So the question is very simple. It's the time to start worrying about the Celtics. They've basically been the best team in the NBA all year long. No more. They do not have the best record in the NBA now. That, uh, I believe, is the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, And after this weekend, uh, you know, you have to start wondering what's going on with the Celtics. Um, We shall see. It's going to be fascinating. I think they play the Cavaliers tonight in Cleveland. They did manage to beat them last week uh, in what was a big game, also at the Garden. But now they'll be on the road. Uh, yesterday, there was also a fascinating game between the Suns and the Mavericks. Uh, the Suns won behind Kevin Durant, who's quickly making his presence known there, no surprise, uh, along with Devin Booker. And then at the end of the game, it's fascinating where Devin Booker and Luka Doncic got into it uh, after Luka missed a potential uh, game-tying or game-winning shot. I believe it was game-tying. Uh and crouched over, and Devin Booker started chirping, and it was fascinating, and Luca just jumped right in his face. So watching those two go at it. Uh, so the Suns are, uh, you know, looking incredible, although it was a very close game. This is not to say that it was the Suns were by no means dominant. No surprise. KD hit the winning shot. Um, so, yeah, so that's uh, heating up. Don't forget it was the... Mavericks last year who went into Phoenix and blew them out in game seven, destroying what had been just a a spectacular season for the Suns. Um, Other things yesterday was, uh, of course, Kurt Kitayama holding off the likes of Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth to win the Arnold Palmer Invitational right up the road from here in Bay Hill in Orlando, and just great. It's a great tournament. I went last year, and just a great tournament when, uh, you know, because it honors the memory of Arnold Palmer, who basically grew, who, uh, grew up an hour and a half away from where I grew up in western Pennsylvania. My bizarre story of the week is the John Morant story and his apparent multiple off-court incidents, which has led to him leaving the team to, quote, seek help. Um, And it's interesting to watch that, uh, how that's going to play out. 
there's no timeline on it that we can see. And uh, so pretty, pretty interesting stuff there. Um, and uh, the NBA world will be watching. Everybody will. He is a unique, unique talent, to put it mildly. And this just sort of come out of nowhere, uh, at least to me. Um, and, you know, a recent incident just triggered all of it. And then a lot more came out. So that is certainly going to be worth watching. Uh, can't let this first segment end without the Boston Bruins. Uh, the other Boston team that I know so well and have seen them and the Celtics play so many times in the garden. They are just on a mission. They became the first fastest team ever to reach 100 points in a season. They're on a record pace to have the best season in the history of hockey in the NHL. I mean, that is just incredible. They just uh, bring it. They signed David Postonok, who's uh, talked about a unique talent. That is him, too. And he, uh, to an eight-year, $90 million contract, that's big money by uh, NHL standards, to put it mildly, and quite the commitment. And in my mind, he deserves every penny of it. They seem to have it all, uh, but it truly is Stanley Cup or bust. You know, the last couple of years up in Boston, a lot of chatter about, you know, the last run with the team, uh, Members who are left over from the 2011 Stanley Cup, uh, meaning Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, David Krejci, and uh, we'll see, you know, so it's gone on longer than maybe people would have expected. That chatter started a few years back, and year in, year out, they continue to keep these guys, and they should. I, I agree with the move. Just to go for it, why would you ever want to get rid of any of those three? Uh, and so it's going to be fascinating to watch how they do. But just hats off to the Bruins. They just, uh, you know, are having a season the likes of which we've never seen in hockey. And But they have to win the Stanley Cup for it to be a successful season. And we're talking Boston here. <laughs> there, there's no uh, there's no second place Uh trophy that's for sure no consolation prizes uh, especially with the way this team's just been playing since day one um down here in florida spring training underway last week and it just elevates the entire uh region i'm fortunate enough to be close to dunedin where the blue jays play clearwater where the phillies play bradenton where the pirates play tampa where the yankees play so a whole lot of baseball going on around here. I'm looking to uh, start catching some games here. And, oh, I forgot to mention, of course, the hometown Tampa Bay Rays, who, because their facility was damaged in Hurricane Ian last fall, uh, they're playing games right down the street from me, literally, a few, few minutes away, uh, at Tropicana Field, their home field. And that's something they typically don't do because they've been training in Port Charlotte, which is down the road about an hour, hour and a half from here, maybe. Uh, and But not this year. The games are at the Trop and uh, looking to get over there and catch some games. So, again, uh, March in Florida, you have the PGA March Swing. Uh, they were at the Honda in Palm Beach Gardens last week. 
course, this week, right up the road in Orlando. Uh, coming this week is the players. And then after that, again, right up the road from here, the Valspar at the legendary Innisbrook uh, Copperhead course, which I've had the pe- pleasure to play. And uh, so, and then you factor in what is just simply perfect weather uh, for the last number of weeks here, still continuing this week. And uh, uh, Florida is the place to be in March. It's been that way forever, and it's certainly that way this year. So it's uh, just a great time, great time in sports. Sometimes it feels real quiet after the Super Bowl. Uh, a little bit depressing, quite frankly, but it picks up quickly. And oh yeah, we have uh, March Madness starting to loom in the horizon. Uh, Selection Sunday is this coming Sunday, six days from now. Hard to believe. Uh, we also had the NFL Combine. Uh, a lot to talk about there as well, and uh, we're going to do all that with. AP Stedham. So now let's take our first break. And next up, our call-in expert, AP Stedham, as I just said, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports will join us. And a lot to talk about, so don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, doing pretty good, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, that's good. Good to have you on the show as always. And A.P., it's hard to believe, but we're on the verge of March Madness, uh, we got a little bit of a kickoff to the whole thing, kind of the wake-up call that it's time with the uh, legendary Duke-North Carolina rivalry uh, on Saturday evening. I watched it uh, where Duke beat North Carolina in Chapel Hill, sweeping the season series. Uh, and North Carolina, the number one team going into the season is now in danger of uh, not even making the tournament, which is like practically mind-boggling. But that's where we're at, and lots of conference championships going on this week, including the ACC with North Carolina, Duke, and the rest of them. Yeah, John, I think what I've heard, I didn't check this out, but maybe the first ever preseason number one team not to make the tournament possibly North Carolina. That is exactly correct. Returning. That is exactly correct. Yes. Which would just be so, a stunner uh, to put it mildly. And yeah, they kind of, they didn't score in the last four and a half minutes. Um, I think John, you and I could coach that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We could be successful in that. Um, yeah, I'm looking at something here. The preseason AP number one team has never missed the NCAA tournament since it expanded in 1985. That is a stunner. Um, that that could happen to and North all Carolina. the teams, John, right? Yeah. yeah. And of all the teams. In other words, say it's a team, an outlier. It's never been number one. Right. Maybe, exactly. Maybe you can, that's, you can accept, but not right. North Carolina. And we all remember the run they had last year through the NCAA. They beat. They started that by, uh, you know, they beat Coach K in his last game in Durham 
at Cameron, and uh, that launched them on an NCAA run that took them to the title game against Kansas, which they lost, but they could have won. It was a great game, actually. And uh, so everybody, and a lot of the guys were back. So everybody just assumed they'd be uh, awesome this year. And it just yeah. it's, yeah, and, it hasn't yeah, been that way yeah, all John, year. No, John, and not only did they beat North, uh, Duke at uh, Cameron for Coach K's last game, they beat him in his very last game in the semifinal. That's right. Exactly. How could I forget that? Yes. Uh, so that was a, a double whammy. Yes, a double whammy. Yeah, it was shocking. Um, the Coach K's yeah. career would end with two losses to the <laughs> the rival Tar Heels, to put it mildly. Mm. I mean, a lot of people say it's you know the greatest rivalry in sports. I would not disagree. They're only eight miles apart. I had the pleasure of visiting and getting inside Cameron Indoor, not for a Duke men's game, but for a Duke women's game. I went out of my way on <laughs> traveling from Boston to Florida a couple of years ago just to see it. And lo and behold, there was a game that night and I was able to walk in and check it out. So it's a special place. It's a yeah. shrine. It's a shrine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, so, John, th- this is the question that comes to my mind, and it's always with the Blue Blood team. Is North Carolina a great program, or is it just a series of great coaches? You know, Correct. Mike McGuire, Dean Smith, Roy Williams. Correct. That's a legit question, to say the least. Um, you know, Hubert Williams was the... Hubert uh, Davis. Hubert Davis, excuse me. Hubert Davis was the talk of the country last year in his rookie season as the head coach of the Tar Heels and went on the run we just discussed. And he, again, toast of the town in the state of North Carolina, certainly in Chapel Hill. And then to have this happening in the second year is just a stunner to everybody. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a great question, AP. You know, they've just had these legendary coaches and just a legendary program. Um they have great players on the current team. I think Caleb Love, if I have that right, missed a three that would have tied the game at the end. And if I remember correctly, he was the guy that was just lighting it up with bunny shots last year at the end of the year in the, in the tournament. I mean, he was awesome. Yeah. 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 And it just it, made it me think. It, 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 yeah, in that championship game, this is a number that resonates with me. I believe it's 13... For 56, I think the three top players from North Carolina missed 41 shots in that championship game. That that that's, has remained in my head. I think that is correct. I'll have to maybe double-check that one, John, but um, we'll double-check that during the break. But that's what – it was uh, the center and the two guards, I think, were 13 for 56 in that game. Wow. Yes, uh, that is correct, uh, I believe. That's how I remember it as well. So it's just pretty crazy. Um, and it's just going to be interesting. I mean, I, I don't know that there's any bigger question heading into the tournament. Uh, is Will North Carolina make it or not? Period. Uh, that is the question. Um, I myself was very pleased to see that Penn State, I grew up near there, is 
uh, beat Maryland, and suddenly they're looking like they might make the tournament. As literally, I think ESPN Joe Lenardi uh, has them as the last team in. Uh, we'll take wow. it. <laughs> yes, yes, sure. Yeah, Why not? No doubt about it. Uh, Why not? But AP, you're down there in Alabama country, and the Alabama season right. has been uh, beyond fascinating, uh, to say the least. With all that's going on, they reached and they became the number one team in the country. Yet, you know, they're mired in controversy with the shooting, and it's just created an incredible atmosphere around that program. Nate Oates, the, all right. of it. Right. John, one thing that I think this is factual, and the fact that there is a lot of uh, chaos and distraction and controversy, but I think it's more the adults in the program than the players because if you recall uh, the night that uh, some new information was was um, released, Brandon Miller he scored forty one points against South Correct. Carolina. Correct. That was the uh, that was the seminal game um, where the eyes of the world, the basketball world, certainly were upon him, and he delivered on the road with the best game of his career. <laughs> you know, not really right. Yeah. Yeah, and he continues to play pretty well, even though the circumstances are, you know, tragic. What happened uh, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, with the shooting incident? Right. So, but I keep trying to bring that fact out because, yes, I, I, it's it's something that's um, disturbing. But the players themselves, I mean, they're eighteen to twenty-two years old. They have a tendency to block things out. And perform. Correct. I mean that that's that's been um, <clears throat> on display these last half a dozen games or so. Uh, now they were defeated this week against Texas A and M on the road, but we all know Texas A and M is a real good ball club. You know, second in the conference, so that wasn't right. uh, totally surprising. And Alabama had already clinched the number one seed. And uh, I know that, for instance, Kentucky John Calipari he does not like to play in that tournament, the SEC tournament. So. It'd be, it would be nice for somebody like Alabama because Kentucky's won so many SEC tournaments and SEC league championships. But for Alabama, two years ago, they, they uh, won the league and they won the tournament as well. It'd be nice for them as a program, but it's not imperative. So they'll probably send them to Birmingham for the first and second round. And then you have the four sites, New York, Las Vegas, Kansas City, Louisville, it would probably be best if they sent them to Louisville for their fans so they can travel. Correct. But I'm sure they'll get people in Kansas City. I mean, less probably in New York. Well, they have, they have a big base in New York, an alumni group. And then Las Vegas, everybody likes to go travel to Las Vegas. But if they send them to Louisville. But I'm looking for this Alabama team. Minimum, they have to win those two games in Birmingham. Although right. you can get an eight or nine team to win that game and give you trouble because we all know that Teams that are listed as eight and nine, they definitely are talented. They've had their um, good games and then bad games. That's why they're in the eight and nine position. But right. I think if, you know this team at a minimum has to make it. I'm I'm thinking, you know, to the final eight. You know, they need they really need to make it as a number one seed for the very first time to the final four. Make it to the final four. I'm not saying to win the final four, but they really need to make it to the final four to have a successful season. I think if you're a number one seed. 
I agree a hundred percent. No, this has, you know, as far as on the court, this has all the makings of, you know, their, uh, their season and, uh, their special season. And, uh, you know, it's one of those kind of, and I know they're going to be good for future years as well, but you know, it feels like a, if not now, when type of scenario. So hopefully it works out. Right, and they get get to the final four. I mean, that's the that, that I 100% agree. That that's the minimum uh, level of success to that would be you know acceptable. I, yeah, I, I think so because they have the talent, they have the height, the athleticism, the speed. They play good defense. Normally, they can score a lot of points. Normally, but you're going to have to survive a bad shooting game. And this is always my question with the, that style of offense. What do you tell your team if at halftime you're two for 19 from the three-point line, let's say? You've got to have an alternate plan because it's one game and you're out. It's not seven games like the NBA. That's it. That's it. Well said, AP. And uh, hard to believe, AP, we've come to the end of our first segment together. It always flies by. Uh, so why don't we take our first break? And still have a lot more to get to on the other side, so don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Imagine being left in the backwoods of Alaska to live off the land. Could you do it? Well, this week on The Revolution, expert hunters, survivalists, and foragers Casey Kiefer of Dropped and Daniel Vitalis from Wild Fed will share their vast woodsmanship skills and experiences with Jim and Trav that'll keep you alive. The Revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice of America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and basketball and many other sports as well. And A.P., we spent our first segment together talking about March Madness and conference championships this week. Uh, but Selection Sunday is this coming Sunday, six days from now, always a big day. And, uh, and AP, the number one team in the country is Houston. Uh, the final four this year is in Houston. <laughs> um, as I said to you during the break, uh, it reminds me a little bit if they get there of, you know, when the Bucks down here in Florida in the Tampa area, to, you know, we're the first team ever to host uh, a Super Bowl in their own stadium, and then they, of course, won it. So, obviously, the first team to do that, too. So, uh, Houston, if they make the Final Four, will be playing in their hometown, and that could be some special stuff, AP. Yeah, John, I, I think so as well. Houston being the top team, they play very good defense, so that defense and rebounding travel, no pun intended. Yep. Uh, that that can lead them back home. Uh, I think there's a possibility they might be sent to Birmingham for the first and second round. I'm thinking. I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm thinking that's a that's a strong possibility. And uh, from there, I'm not sure. Maybe they send them to Kansas City or something like that. But so they could. Uh, go ahead. You know, I'm you know I'm not sure where they would send them exactly, exactly, but I, I just know that Houston, they're a team that, that they have some trouble scoring at times, but so they're but they're used to playing in some close games too, John. Yeah, well, they're twenty nine and two. That's a heck yeah. of a record, <laughs> to put yeah. it mildly. Yeah. You and I have a you know special game. Yeah. Oh, exactly. You and I have what I consider a special relationship with Houston because, you know, they're in the American Conference, which you and I have covered yes. since its inception. Um, yes. And, you know, I, I'd love to see, you know, success from a team in the American in any sport. Uh, yes. And, you know, that'll be great to see. So, AP, if they went to Birmingham they and Alabama goes there, they could match up in the first uh, you know, in the round of 64. Um, yeah, in the round of 64, yeah, they wouldn't meet up, John, because 
what they, they, they do with these different pods and things. In other words, if right. Alabama is at, in Birmingham for the first and second round, they'll probably send them to Louisville or Houston because there'll be eight teams at the first and second round. So they'll right. put Houston in a different region. But you would get a chance to see both teams, even though they're number one seeds in that same first and second round site. That would be kind of cool. That would be very cool, no doubt about it. Um, and uh, Alabama, who we discussed earlier, they're number four. And the top five in the Associated Press is, of course, Houston 1, UCLA 2. You have to assume they'll be out west, maybe Vegas. Um, right, I would think it would be Vegas, right, yeah. Yeah, Kansas number three, and I think you said one of the sites is Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken. Right, right. So that that's that's kind of interesting, John, because what if they end up sending Houston, let's say, uh, I mean, the, the Final Four home, send them to New York? Right, there you go. Yeah, and let's not, by the way, let's not forget about Houston's history. I mean, we are talking Elvin Hayes back in the day, late 60s, going up against a guy named Lou Alcindor. <laughs> <laughs> better known now right. as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in what may have been the most important game in the history of college basketball. Uh, I remember where I was that night. I'm sure you do, too. And anybody who was, well. uh, you know, has a memory back that far would remember that. It was at the Astrodome. It was on a Saturday night, and it was special. And I mean special. Um, it was in color. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This was, again, I think, you know, I think this is to college basketball what, you know, the game, meaning the Baltimore Colts and New York Giants in 1958, I believe, in the NFL championship. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, that was the, the game for college basketball, January 20th, 1968, the Houston yep. Astrodome, I think it was 52,000 plus. Right, and it was you know national TV, and it was, it was probably when the phrase "must see TV" was invented, <laughs> probably that night, because <laughs> everybody right. watched. Yes. <laughs> everybody yes. watched. And, and and John, I think that was a consortium of stations. In other words, the yes. gentleman out of Chicago, I can't remember his name, was Eddie Einhorn or something of that nature. Yeah, yeah, the owner of the White Sox or, whole, or Bulls. Yeah, the whole um, event. And Ducky Drake, I think, was the AD at UCLA, and he, Ducky Drake, uh, he asked the gentleman, "Do you have any announcers for the game?" And he goes, "You mind if I use my, one of, you know, my announcer?" And, and the announcer for UCLA basketball, and it was always uh, aired, taped, delayed in Los Angeles, and people would wait to watch the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Dick Enberg. Dick Enberg. Wow. Uh, as as big That's as they, they get happen. in the world of sports broadcasting, to say the least. He's on the Mount Rushmore, for sure. Yeah, maybe, maybe that was his first national event, maybe. Yeah, it, it might have launched his career. No doubt yeah, about that. Then, oh, yeah, John, who was the analyst? That's the question where you can win. You can win the bet on who was the analyst. Who was the analyst? Uh, that That is a good one. Uh, we're I mean, talking. right, because you, you, there there wasn't somebody at that time, I don't think, I'm, I'm not positive, I don't think it was a, the national analyst that you heard for all the big games. There, right. I don't think there was that person, really. But like an Al McGuire or a Billy Packer. Right, but, no, yeah. none, but the analyst, uh, nonetheless, was Bob Pettit, LSU Bob legend. Bob Pettit, 
Oh my gosh, one of, maybe the first and greatest NBA player in during its infancy. Um, wow, no, it's cool. uh, it's a good yeah. walk down memory lane to say the least. Oh yeah, yeah, people do. People, you, yeah, you'd win that bet. Ninety-nine percent of the time, indeed, indeed, you would, and and let's also not forget the other fi- famous team, Five Slamma Jamma. Uh, it's worth yeah. noting, you, you know. I mean, they were legendary yeah. with Akeem Olajuwon and uh, Clyde Drexler, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? Yeah, Clyde Drexler, and I think Houston John was in five Final Fours. I think twice with Elvin Hayes. I believe it's sixty-eight, sixty-nine. And then uh, three times with Elijah one. Wow. Um, the first time he was, he was a sophomore, it was New Orleans. And then it was, um, of course, uh, New Mexico, Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. And I remember that one. Against North Carolina State. And then the other yep. time, I think it was Seattle against Georgetown. Seattle against Georgetown. So it, it raises the question, uh, has Houston ever won a national championship? Because they didn't win with Hayes and they didn't win no. with Akeem. They did. No. They haven't. No, that's what. Okay. No, that's what probably. I mean, took Guy Lewis so long to be inducted into the nation's Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame because he had all those victories and was the five Final Fours, but never won. But I always thought that he should have been in twenty years uh, before oh, gosh, he was yes. inducted because he made such an impact on the game of basketball. I mean, you don't have to win the title to be a Hall of Fame coach. I don't think so. I, I mean, agree. look at all those years it took. Uh, you know, Dean Smith. He had Michael Jordan for three years. He won one title with him. Correct. Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. Uh, he, Guy Lewis is a household name. He certainly was when he was coaching yeah. back in the day. And uh, yeah. yeah, he built a, a legendary program, and here they are again in 2023. And who knows? Maybe this is the year. Certainly, it's set up nicely with the right. Final Four in their hometown, right. To, right? to put it mildly, and uh, so yeah, AP. It's going to be fun. In the meantime, this week we have conference championships. It's just nonstop basketball. Uh, it's been building and building here in the last couple of weeks. It kind of takes over, you know, after the lull immediately following the Super Bowl, and now we're in the full swing. And you know, what can you say? I mean. A week from Thursday and Friday, uh, you know, when it's 32 games, <laughs> yeah, it's two of the great days in American sports, two of my favorites, and yeah. I think everybody else. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and John, I, I think these tournaments now, John, it's really just important for the teams that are on the bubble. Right. And because I think that the league champions, regular season, if they win, that's nice for the program. And like I said, if, if Alabama won, it'd be great for their program. But somebody like Kentucky, I don't think it matters to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the same in some of these other conferences. I mean, I don't think, you know, UCLA, if they're getting excited about winning this um, conference championship, uh, tournament conference champion, I don't know. But some of these other teams, it'd be great for them. You know, if USC won the ch- championship, that'd be great for them, right? Or Oregon or or Stanford or somebody like that. Um, uh, but I don't know if these top teams, Kansas, I mean, they've won it so many, so many times in the course of their uh, historic, uh, you know, seasons they've had. So I don't know if that means anything to them. Right. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. There are definitely, you know, a lot of situations where, frankly, it doesn't matter if a team wins or loses. They're going or they're not going. And so there's that element of it. But, you you know, there'll be enough games where, you know, Mm -hmm. teams need to win to get in the tournament or to improve their seed at minimum. And uh, so, yeah, it's always exciting. It's a perfect lead up to Selection Sunday and uh, no, nothing quite like it. Here we go. We're just, uh, this is kind of the appetizer and, uh, the, you know, the the real meal will be start next Saturday. Then they're playing games out of Dayton and then we're on to uh, the 64 teams getting underway and AP, we've come to the end of our second segment together uh, we still have a few more things to get to, such as the NFL Combine, which we'll do on the other side. So don't go anywhere. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Did you know that millions of people around the world do not have children? And yet the personal and professional experiences of people without children remain largely unacknowledged across cultures and within our personal networks. Public and workplace policies, media narratives, and educational content often reflect an unconscious bias, rendering our experiences invisible. New Legacy Radio engages these missing conversations with the voices of our community and allies and through committed action for meaningful change. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and basketball and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is exactly what we've been talking about, which is all the conference 
championships in college basketball that will impact Selection Sunday, uh, which is six days from now. And uh, so every night is going to be filled with college hoops, AP, big and small. Uh, let me just mention that my school, St. Francis College, University, excuse me, it was a college when I went there, but St. Francis University of Pennsylvania, where I attended, uh, made it to the their conference championship game against Farley Dickinson with a chance, and the winner of that game was going to go to the tournament automatic bid. Uh, but, unfortunately, they lost. Uh, so, St. Francis won't be going. They have gone a couple times, but not this year. But it was good to see them at least make the championship game, AP. Uh, so... These are the, this is what we all love about March Madness is, you know, small schools like St. Francis, uh, and I believe they lost to Farley Dickinson, you know, have a chance to, uh, you know, get in the tournament, and there's nothing like it. Oh, yeah, that's fun for those schools. It's great. I mean, you have those one-bid leagues, and it comes down to winning that tournament, conference tournament, and it's always, I mean... It, it, it invariably, John, it's always dramatic at a handful of those games, the championship Absolutely. games, Absolutely. the one big league, one big leagues. Yes, unfortunately, it wasn't dramatic. St. Francis lost by twenty, but again, congratulations to Farley Dickinson. They're both in the uh, uh, Northeast Conference, by the way. But hey, Northeast Conference, and but hey, you know St. Francis got some airtime on ESPN on Saturday morning. That's when I found out that they hadn't made it; they lost. But the right. winner, the winner of that game, had an automatic bid into the NCAA. So that's the beauty of it, AP. And then you know you're you're going to have the upsets, uh, to say the least. But anyway, we should talk some combine. Um, Anthony Richardson from University of Florida, right down here in Gainesville. Uh, was simply the the hit of the combine by all appearances. Everybody loved his interviews. He's a unique player. He is uh, very mobile, very big, and he has his moments passing. He didn't have the greatest college career, but he sure had the greatest combine, it appears. Yeah, Johnny's an exceptional athlete. The question for me always with the quarterback is the accuracy, the pocket presence, the poise, the ability to grasp the offense and the um, you know propensity to get the ball in the end zone with with your team, correct? And for That's your it. team, so I mean, yeah, he can outrun any anybody and throw it, you know, from end zone to end zone. But in the last two minutes, is he your quarterback in the pocket, throwing with accuracy when every every when it's third down and twelve and uh, maybe fourth down and seven. Is he going to make the the proper throw? That's it. That's it, AP. And uh, we see it time and again in college football. That's what we love about it. And uh, AP, you know, uh, one quarterback who did get it done in the last two minutes so often, of course, is Bryce Young out of Alabama, who you know well. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, his size was the issue, it appears. And, you know, uh, I, I don't think that will prevent him at all from being a very, very high draft pick, to put it mildly, top five. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't think so uh, either, John. There are teams, maybe uh, maybe just a handful in the league who are looking up its throws. And when you play <clears throat> at Alabama, you're playing in the SEC against big, strong, fast players. That's it. So, it's, I mean, the, 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 those are the best week in and week out physically. They have the height and the speed. And so if you can compete against them, um, and you're throwing with accuracy. Not, I mean, we've seen quarterbacks in the SEC that were tremendous as college quarterbacks, but they didn't work out to be good pro quarterbacks. So, um, I, you know, there's going to be somebody who wants to draft Bryce Young. I mean, look at Stetson Bennett the fourth. He, right. he had a good uh, combine as well, and he's slightly bigger than Bryce Young. And I don't know the records he uh he established will be broken. Uh, Stetson Bennett. What I'm what I'm saying is four MVPs. You played in you played in four playoff games your last two years. You were the MVP in every game. Wow, that's a wow. I don't know that I know that off the top I, of my head. I, I don't know if we're going to see that broken. That's a very good point. Hey, P. I don't. I agree. Uh, that's a tough one to break. Uh, you, you can only tie it. I don't think you can break it, break it <laughs> until until the college football playoff expands. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. I mean, and he of course won the last. And you have two. to do it for two years. You have to do it for two years. Exactly right. Two straight national championships. Um, no, it's uh, you know his story is a fascinating one to put it mildly, and uh, of course the other. One of interest, quarterback, of course, is C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State. And right. he's going to go high. And Will, Will Levis, who, you know, I know yeah. well yeah, from I, following I think, him yeah, at Will's Penn State. A, Will be one of the, um, let's say, controversial picks, I think. Correct. Because some people he's, he's a risk. think he can be an excellent quarterback, but other people aren't so sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he started he's, his career. He's, he's six foot three. He's six foot three plus. Right, and as he said, he has a cannon <laughs> for right, right arm, and he, I love that line, by the way, but he started at Penn State, transferred to Kentucky. Uh, I'm very familiar with him. You are, too. You've watched him play in person, and uh, so I'm going I'm very curious about him, as you might expect, and uh, AP, it's going to be fun, so now that the combine is over, now it's tags and free agency in the NFL and before you know it the draft will be here and it's in Kansas City this year so AP it's going to be fun uh, the hot stove is already sizzling in the NFL yeah I think at the quarterback position there's a lot of questions that, and but it only takes one coach one general manager one owner one assistant coach to that's like it. a quarterback that's, that's it no doubt about it, AP. You know, all you need is one bidder, two's better. But in the draft, it's just one. Um, so it's going to be fun. And AP, hard to believe we've come to the end of our show together. I want to thank you, as always, for calling in. And, uh, you know, it was just uh, so suddenly so much going on after a slight lull. Uh, so great to cover all these topics with you. Hey, John, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You're welcome, and thank you, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time.
Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.